I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can the Bucks run it back to back and have another Super Bowl in 2021? And was this Tom Brady's best Super Bowl win? The Lightning are on their way to one of their best starts in history. Can they keep that going? We're going to discuss all of that and more. With Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. Hey, Bucks fans, don't miss out on a chance to relive the incredible season with a hardcover collector's book. It's full of compelling stories, many of those I've written, action-packed photos from me and my colleagues at the Tampa Bay Times. This 160-page book puts you inside the huddle. It's a perfect way to commemorate an unbelievable season. Just go to BucksBook.com to order. Regularly, it's $39.95, but for a limited time, you can save $10 when you pre-order. The offer expires February 17th. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Marina Bay St. Petersburg Luxury Waterfront Homes, where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60-acre gated community on beautiful Bogusiega Bay. All new construction available right now. Contact them at marinabaystpete.com or call 727-906-3300. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tommy, you know, as soon as you win one of these world championships in any sport, what's the first question? I got when, you got to win the next one. You got to win it next year. You got you to run back-to-back. Exactly. You got to go back-to-back. Yeah. And, the, and you and I know that we've done this long enough that, that – no team, right, is the same. I mean, this is the thing. Like, this group of guys that won this world championship, they're never going to be together again. They're together for immortality as world champions. But we don't know, for example, if you'll ever see Leonard Fournette in a Bucks uniform again. We don't know if maybe Levante Davids played his last game or Chris Godwin. You know, that changes the dynamics. There will be injuries. Uh, a lot of things, most things will be totally different. And yet, everybody has the expectation that you can win two in a row. That's what Kansas City was trying to do. Kansas right. City was trying to go back to back, and it would have been the first time since Brady did it, like in like oh five, oh six, or oh four, oh five, somewhere in there. So it's hard to do for a lot of reasons, and yet, if you look at the NFC, I mean, I think there's there's better teams in the NFC than there are in the AFC. I think it's Kansas City and no one who can beat Kansas City. Buffalo being the closest contender, perhaps. But in the NFC, you have lots of people, right? I mean, the Rams just got Matthew Stafford. They're going to be back. They're going to be good. A lot of that AFC West is going to be good with Seattle. Green Bay is going to want to piece the Bucks again. And in the regular season, you know, they've they've beaten up on some folks. So I, I think it'll be tough. But what's the toughest part about it? Because you've covered world championship teams in hockey and other, other sports, football, I'm sure. Why is it so hard to do? I mean, it's it's not done very often. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Other than it's hard to do, <laughs> I, I have no, ex- I have one. no answer. It's hard for to it. get there, right? Yeah, I have no answer for it. I, I don't. I mean, I guess it's a bunch of things. One is you're getting everybody's best shot each and every week. I think there's also a part of you're right about the injuries. I mean, the the Bucks didn't go the entire season without injury. I mean, you know, OJ Howard they lost for the season. 
Um, you know, Mike Evans was banged up a little bit here and there, but for the most part, they they came through pretty okay injury wise, and yeah. they were certainly healthy during the playoffs for the most part. I just think it's you know I don't know everything has to go perfect. So if you're asking me, can the Bucks go back to back? Can they? Yeah, will they? I don't think so. Just because. And my only answer is because no one does anymore. Because it's so hard to do. Yeah. yeah there's a reason why. I mean, you've covered teams. You've covered Super Bowl teams. You walk all, those teams will walk away from the Super Bowl. You look at them and say, well, Kansas City's a perfect example. Rick, and this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here for a second about Mahomes, where everybody was, oh, Patrick Mahomes, we were already counting. Oh, he's, he might catch Brady someday. I mean, do you realize the three years he's had so far have been remarkable? He's won one Super Bowl. And he played like crap for three quarters in that Super Bowl. Yeah. And they almost didn't win it. That just shows you how hard it is to win, period. Forget back-to-back. How hard it is to win, period. Well, I'll give you I'll give you some stats along that line, okay? How about this? How about Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, right? As Super Bowl MVP three times over, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Won 13 games the last two years each season. All right? He's got as many NFC championship uh, victories as Tom Brady. There you go. As many yeah. NFC championships as right. one Tom Brady. Right. I look back. Okay, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to give you somebody. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Look at his mm. what three years? Right. League Remarkable. MVP, Super two Bowl Super MVP, two Super Bowl appearances, two Super, Super Bowl, Bowl appearances, MVP, yeah. and a Super Bowl victory. You know those first three years. I'm I may be wrong. Double check me on this, listeners. I think those are the first three years of Russell Wilson's career. I think you're yeah. right. He went to two Super Bowls. He won one. MVP well, it has not been MVP of the has league, not, right? Right. But MVP of the Super Bowl, maybe I don't know. But, but yeah, but not uh, not back since you know. And I like right now. Would you? I'm not banking on Seattle anytime soon. No, they look like they're, they're contenders. In the wrong... But to say they're going to win one, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like when we were people were, I was starting to get frustrated with all this talk. Like, ah, oh, Mahomes could be the next goat. Like, first off, there is no next goat. You're either the you goat are, or you're you not. Yeah. And with Mahomes, I would. I'm like. Look what happened. The, okay, he got turf toe. I'm telling you, this is a serious injury he's got. He's going to have to get fixed here. With He's just yeah. had the operation. This, So many things can go wrong. And they went wrong for Kansas City, and yet, I get it, Kansas City was in the Super Bowl, but they almost lost to Cleveland. They could, they came that close. Guy doesn't fumble a ball out of the end zone. Right. And, uh, and what's his name? Chad Henney or whoever doesn't pick up 15 yards on a scramble, they lose that game, maybe. Right. To Cleveland in the first round or their first playoff game. It's just, it's so hard. And that's why I look at the Bucks, Rick, and I'm like, I don't know. Not a thing they got that nobody else got is, is Brady. They got the guy, they got, the, they do have the GOAT. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, and you mentioned it yesterday on the podcast. Now he's got a year under his belt with this team. Oh, look, he's going to he's going to be better in many ways that he couldn't approximate. I mean, we talked to Bruce Arians and he was saying, you know, it's just time on task. He goes, we were, you know, when he signed him, he told him, he said, look, I'm not going to make 22 guys have to learn a new offense when I can make one guy learn it. And Brady was accepted that he's like, OK, I get it. Put a lot into it. But he said, you know, with no offseason on it, he goes, we're on our way to New Orleans. And he's asking, what is this play again called? <laughs> what does this guy do on this play? I mean, he didn't even have the picture in his head yet, right? He's just trying to spit out the verbiage. So that's where he was at the start of the season to, you know, to what we saw him do in the Super Bowl. Now, now had a whole off season that you, you know, that everyone in this world hopes is a little more normal. 
But none, but whether it is or not, you know, when he comes to training camp this time, he knows everything about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller and O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid if he's there. Um, he's not starting from a zero relationship, zero scouting. You know, like he's been on the grass with these guys. Like he knows them, knows them. Right. And so in his mind, preparation is everything, right? I mean, the guy over-prepares. He's got every note he's ever taken about every coordinator he's ever lost to. Um, this guy's meticulous in his preparation. So in his mind, if he can keep the body and the arm in, in great shape, he's going to be way ahead of, of what he did last year. I think so back I, the, the first half of the year, how many times did you see the, the receivers got the Brady look? Like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. You, and, they, you know, that, that sort of that look of like, okay, they screwed up. You know, it's sort of like you look at your dog when he – Craps on the floor. And you're like, what? Is, what is that? Wait, wait you a minute. Doing? Now I have a dog. It's just this aggravated for that you know, very oh. reason. I got tired of looking at him. <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> look back at me, like what? You know what? Though, like I didn't see that. By the I, way, since you mentioned dogs, yeah, just real quick, do you have one? No, not even. I used to. It was a kid you're a cat was guy, right? Yeah, we right? have cats. We have cats. okay. I was always more of a cat guy. I do like. I, mean, I don't know who says the joke, but it's absolutely true. If you came from another planet and you saw what was going, because everybody in my neighborhood has dogs. I mean, literally everyone. I think except me and two people that I know in this entire neighborhood, they all have dogs. Some have multiple dogs. Right. But if somebody came from another planet and were watching what we do with dogs, <laughs> right, right, and the dogs are going for a walk, and then they they're do their leading thing, the owner. They do their thing, and then the owner picks up after them. Right. Picks Who up do you their think poop. they would think is in charge? Exactly. Their Not dogs the are running out front. The dogs are on. running the country here. Right. So well, they take do. me to your leader. What's, <laughs> you know, we're feeding them. We're, you know, all that. Anyway, yeah. I got off on a tangent. But, I mean, no, that's fine. That's fine. But, the, you know, Brady gives the, the look to the receivers like, what the, what the hell's wrong with you? Why'd you do that? Right. right. I didn't see that look in December or nope. January. Nope. You know? Nope. Those Guys, looks went away. Yeah, they did. Because everybody was on the right page again. And Leonard Fournette was running patterns right out of the backfield, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you're, well, to your point, yeah, the, these guys have figured it starting to figure it. They're going to even be more comfortable a year from now. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Murata, where life is like a staycation every day. Contact them at com. Playoff Lenny, you know, was not regular season Lenny, and his attitude uh, changed a lot, I think, because of – Guys like, you know, Shady McCoy who talked to him and said, look, you got to accept the fact that you are not in Jacksonville anymore and you are not 94% of this offense. You're not even 50% of the running game, you know. Mm-hmm. So he had to swallow a lot of a lot of uh, disappointment and discouragement and then finally get with the program. And then when he got his chance, the guy completely balled out and ended up starting the playoff games. You know? Starting the playoff games and maybe made himself another – Forty million dollars somewhere, yeah. Right. <laughs> At some point. I don't think he'll be back here. I really don't because I think they they have another year of control. Ronald Jones, they like Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't. I I personally wouldn't invest in a running back after four years, unless they're just you know so freakishly yeah, uninjured. It just seems to me, you know, that that's a position of of low production once you get past the rookie deals. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. Uh, all that stuff's interesting. And then, you know, the other question that we probably should get to is, like, Brady's won seven of these. He's been in ten of them. Was this his best 
victory in the Super Bowl? Is this the one that's going to stand out, do you think, of now, all the ones that he's won? People from Boston are climbing through their radio, their whatever listening device yeah, they they're are. listening on is right trying now. to punch you in the face. That you know, and and I, I imagine I've heard from some Boston people, and I've seen some reaction from Boston people, and it's one of two things. One is they're really happy for Brady because they love Brady. They're you huge know what? Brady fans. Somebody said something on the pregame show, talking about and it, uh, on the Super Bowl pregame show, we were talking about Boston. Boston has a great sports tradition. There's no doubt about that. And someone said, whenever you talk about the Mount Rushmore of Boston, great players athletes athletes mm-hmm. the, the mount rushmore of boston athletes mm-hmm. three of them are debatable you can debate the other three no one debates brady like brady is absolutely on that list wait you can debate bobby Orr. you can bobby Orr. Uh, uh, now we can we can have our okay who's i'm you only have three left i'm giving you bobby Orr, larry bird ted williams carl yastrzemski bill russell like we can have arguments about all those guys mm-hmm there's no argument about Brady. Like, nobody would argue that Brady's on that list. Tony Eason? No. <laughs> That's right. Drew Bledsoe? Steve Grogan? <laughs> Steve Grogan. Yeah. Mac Heron? Whatever. But seriously, like, we could, those other Bird and Orr and William, Ted Williams and Carl Yastrzemski and Bill Russell and Bob Cousy and John Havlicek, you could go round and around and around on it's true. who those other three are. But nobody would argue that Brady's... Absolutely, on that Mount Rushmore. And so what he did, we can't dismiss what he, did in, what he did in New England. And I'm sure that most Boston fans, Boston sports fans, New England fans would say the 28-3 game is his greatest Super Bowl. Like, that's the greatest I would, comeback I in would, championship. I would tend to agree. You were there. You watched that game. Listen, you, had, what, you had another story written, I guarantee you. I had three you. of them. I had three of them. And people don't realize how this works. I mean, we're on deadline, so it's like, you know, win or lose, no matter how many turns the game takes, you have to have something coherent to file really before the game is over. So I started with, you know, Atlanta was ahead, way ahead after he threw the pick six and he was on the ground flailing away at a guy that's running by him. And I was like, this is, you know, Sort of this is how it ends. You know, this is the, this is how you take the crown off the king's head right here. Like, you know, they 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 had him. They had him 28 to 3. And then it became well, you know, Atlanta won, but you got to give all the credit in the world to a champion whose heart kept beating and he kept fighting and you know, you had to kill him, whatever, that kind of thing. And then then it was like, "Oh, you better come back and win it." Cuz I'm rooting for stories. Like people don't understand like I don't care who wins. But my story needs to win, and it needs to win right. big and early, preferably. And it wasn't going to win early, and I didn't know which one I was. So I had I had three stories up at the same time, yeah, that I was working on. And then once they once they got into overtime, I said it's up to the coin toss. If they win this coin toss, they're going to win this game. And they won the coin toss, went down, scored a touchdown, game over. So it was the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history to me. That was ridiculous what he was able to do against a good football team. You know, to come back twenty-eight to three. I mean, that was incredible. I don't know he could top a performance like that. However, yeah, he threw. However, it was like five hundred yards in that game. Something yeah. crazy. Oh right? yeah, it was something stupid. Yeah, I mean, he was he was the whole game. So for like a game, like one game, for one game, one super for all the Super Bowls, that was his greatest Super Bowl. Right. However, his greatest accomplishment in a Super Bowl, his greatest win, which is what we're talking about, his greatest Super Bowl win. 
even though he came back down twenty eight to three or whatever, is still what he did with the Bucks. I agree. Opinion. I agree. I don't this will be the crown if he never wins another one, Tom. For everything it meant, right? And we talked about the divorce from Belichick, right? This meant he got it all. He got everything. He got the house, he got the kids, he got the the bank account, he got the vacation home in, you know, the lesser Antilles. Like he got whatever. He got everything. You know, plus alimony. Uh and and then, you know, he won a Super Bowl. And you know, what do you think? Is there a chance that Belichick is sitting up there in New England either going, Wow, this really makes me look bad, I screwed up, or is he more likely saying I still did the right thing and got rid of him. I think Belichick's thinking I still did the right thing because you know why, Rick? Because there was nothing to indicate that any human being at age 43 could do what he did. I think Belichick... But they had no answer. They went and the, got what, Cam Newton, though. I no, mean. and I think if it was up to Belichick, they would have done this a couple of years before that. And, and kept Jim, Garoppolo. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo still would have been there. That's right. But I, I think that Belichick, you know, as cold as he is, and, and that's why he's been such a winner is because you've seen... Year after year after emotional. year, we yeah. saw like Logan Mankins come here and be productive for a year. Yeah, he was. You know, but they knew in New England, like, oh, I'd rather get a rhythm a year too early than a year too late. That's right. And with Brady, like, if they had held on to, kept holding on to him, they wouldn't have won up there. Here, I have a question for you. Let me ask you this question. Let's say Brady hadn't come to Tampa Bay. Let's say he had gone to pick another team. The Chargers. Uh, the Chargers. That's a good one because. That they were available for a minute. If he had gone to the Chargers, would the Chargers have won the Super Bowl? No. I'm not so sure. No. And I'll tell you why. The Chargers had some, they had some nice pieces too, and I like Anthony Lane or whoever was coaching him at the time. Um, here's why. Nobody did more homework on this decision, right, than Tom Brady. I mean – he didn't just wake up one day and go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo." Right. You know, when they called him, this guy had intimate knowledge of the roster on both sides of the ball. He had made a study of their talent. He had made a study of everything, you know, where he would be most happy to live, um, you know, who the coach was, which was big for him. And I think he picked the right place. I think he meticulously... You know, oh, did, clearly did, he picked the right place. But let's say, let's say, but I don't think. But my point is, is that he, there were things that he would not have had that would have made him as productive. And I'm not talking about players so much as circumstance and environment and location and all that stuff. I'm not sure he does it out there. I'm just, I, I'm not. Yeah, you might be on. right. You might be right. I mean, every, uh, clearly he picked the right team, and that's and the my right thing. coach and the right. You team have to that. trust that he did his homework. And the fact that he won a Super Bowl is there was something in those other places that weren't as weren't as appetizing to him. There was something that kept him from saying no to them and yes to the Bucks. The thing that I love about about Brady and this decision was that everybody on the outside and some people on the inside, including like people around here, including somebody who's talking in this microphone right now, we were like, "What? Why would you go to Tampa Bay? You're crazy." And I'm sure Brady's attitude was like, "Yeah, but." I'm going. I'll be there. Right. Like, <laughs> That's true. I'm the quarterback. No one can win with well, wait a minute. The greatest I of all time could win with him. Right. Yeah. So that's You do just miss you just miss the very guy that's coming. Yeah. So it's it's just uh th- that just unbelievable confidence that I'll I'll go there and fix it. Yeah, I can win. I'm 
not anybody can win there, but I'm not anybody. Well, there, and, and I think it was more appealing because there was a watch this. You know, like he had discovered something, right? Like, hey, I took a look at these guys, and geez, man, they're really talented. And watch this. I'll be a hero. If I go down there and win, they don't understand how close they are, and I'm going to be the difference. And they always think they're going to be the difference. And you know what? He was, he was the difference. He absolutely was the difference. It's, you know? I, I think we will look back. Rick, first off, you and I certainly, and I think most of the people listening to this, we'll never see another quarterback win this many. I, I don't. I don't believe in our lifetimes. No, I don't either. That we're going to see somebody. I get think it's a bigger, seven. a bigger lead than Jack had on Tiger when he started, in my opinion. And right, Jack, and here's and the, Tiger and, never caught Jack by the way. Right, and Tiger has four chances a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you, Patrick, well, you got one chance a year, mm-hmm. and that's why. And I know people talk about. We were talking about goats. We're talking about team sports. I mean, obviously, people want to bring up Jack and Serena Williams and Roger Federer and people like that, I, and right. Rocky Marciano or whatever. Um, but to do what he's doing in, in this sport, um, seven. And that's the funny thing. Like we were talking about, well, if Mahomes wins this one, six two, and I'm like, even at six two, that's still like, a hell of a long way away. <laughs> okay, now, okay, now at that point, now you need to go out and have Joe Montana's career. From then on, yeah, which is exactly. really hard, you know, the second greatest career of any quarterback you'd have to go right. out and have. Yeah, you had you had starting now. That's what you have to do. And then, mm. and uh, and now it's seven to one. Are you right. kidding me? Well, you know, there was a time when people thought that Tiger was going to catch Jack Nicholas, and now I don't think he does. And what's amazing, Rick, and and that's what, like no one can tell you what's coming around the corner. Nope. Like Tiger had. Back. Had the knee, at first, he had the back issues and the knee issue, and he broke his leg and all that. Driving into a fire hydrant and issue. And then, yeah, and then you have that. <laughs> and then you have, you know, the painkillers and all that. And it, like, it, I, no one thought he would ever win again, let alone. And he's come right. back and he's won. He's won the Masters since then. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you. And that's the same thing with we were talking about with Mahomes. It's, oh, Mahomes, I, I, before the year, I'm like, yeah, Mahomes is the guy to beat. They're, Kansas City's a team to beat. I thought that as of five days ago, they're the team to beat. And mm-hmm. until they weren't anymore, they weren't a team to beat. It's, Let me ask you, you just this. never know what happened. But you know what happens, Rick? And I'm not saying people, other people don't prepare, but Brady, I mean, he's, he's been incredibly lucky in terms of injuries, had one major injury in his career mm-hmm. where he lost the season with the knee injury. But other than that, he's taking care. He takes care of himself. I don't know that anybody's committed enough and will be lucky enough to have the career that he had, that he's, and when I say luck, I mean, avoiding injury. Yeah, avoiding injuries, and and you're right. I don't know that anyone's going to play, you know, quite as long as he had. But you look at Drew Brees; he looks 100 years old. Ben Roethlisberger looks 200 years old. These guys, Philip Rivers, just quit. Well, I mean, I mean Ben Ben lived hard. Now <laughs> I mean, that's what on, I'm man. saying. Like, who Those has guys. to come? No, I'm not saying like you tell me who who's had a better time <laughs> over the last 20 years. Like maybe Ben. <laughs> I believe it not. The you know, well, some of it was obviously. Yeah. Not good, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. Ben's Ben doesn't miss any beers, you know, or cheeseburgers. Doesn't look like Brady. I mean, Brady eats grass or something. I don't <laughs> eats grass. Like who man. has the commitment that he has nobody. had nobody. to do to be playing at forty three? Yeah, know? nobody. I mean, Eli Manning's the guys that were drafted after him. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger all came out in the same draft, and those guys have been good quarterback. Roethlisberger won two Super Bowls. Eli won two Super Bowls. Rivers is a Hall of Famer. All three are Hall of Famers. Right. Two of them are done, and the other one should be done. Right. And the other guys, we're talking about him running in the back. 
Yeah, I mean he's you know he, he's ridiculous, and he's going to be he's playing against guys, kids that he used to compete against. So let me ask you this because I think we saw this in basketball with LeBron James and the decision, and we've seen him do it several times. And again, basketball you need five guys, football way more than five. However, the Bucks felt were a quarterback away. They didn't see that quarterback in the draft. They had already been there, done that. They took a guy. First overall, gave him five years. He didn't He didn't develop well enough to keep. So they get Tom Brady, and they go on, and they win a Super Bowl. Okay? Now, here's my question. Has he created a trend? And why wouldn't teams do this? I mean, we just saw, for example, the Rams give up on Jared Goff and go get Matthew Stafford. They had to give up draft picks and all of that. That's something the Bucs didn't have to do with, with Brady. Why wouldn't every team do this? Why wouldn't you just say, it's about winning Super Bowls. I don't want to develop a quarterback. I want to steal a good quarterback. Yeah. It's the hardest what, thing to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And here's what's going to make it all. Here's what's changing it all, Rick, is now quarterbacks realize. And I think a lot of people are going to look around at Brady and what Brady did. And he's not I the first. Weapons. He's not go the get first my weapons. one. Right. Yeah. But you're right. He sort of had that LeBron mentality. Like, I'm, LeBron went to Miami, yeah, because Miami's a great place to live. And they had a, look, he went to Miami because he had Dwayne Wade, and they were going to go out and get Chris Absolutely. Bosch. Absolutely. That's why. And so I think you're absolutely right. And we're starting to see it, too, like with what's going on in Houston. Players mm-hmm. are starting to realize, you know what? I have the control here. I have the power. Right. That's Deshaun's right. like, I'm not playing. I don't want to play here. Right. Now, I don't know that he's going to get traded, but he's certainly trying to. Well, there will come a point, and I don't know at what point if they take it all the way to the regular season, but there's going to come a point where the Texans realize our only value with this guy is to move him, you know, because right. he's he really is. Res- and I don't know why. I never understood why more players didn't do that, but I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see – we're already seeing teams with younger – I mean, Carson Wentz is going to be traded. They got him 15 minutes ago, and he was almost an MVP when they went to the Super Bowl and won it with Nick That's Coles. right. Um, you know – Aaron Rodgers is making noise. I mean, they lose oh, it. They yeah. lose the NFC Championship game. Which, look, uh, the Bucks deserve to win that game. But I'm telling you, if that game was eight minutes longer, I think Green Bay might have won. Sure. And and not the next day, or that day, even. Right? Oh, I don't know if they want me. I don't know if I want to. You know, all of a sudden it's drama. Now he's talking about leaving. It's well, up. Russell Wilson had came came out uh, yes. yesterday and said, "I I get hit too much. Well, they need to protect me. I'm they tired need to of talk hit. to me more about what they're doing." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they all want more control. And I'm here to tell you, the Bucks have provided a template. You have a good football team, you're a quarterback away, go steal the greatest one you can find, even if it's for this year. If you got to give up draft picks, give them up. Because at the end of the day, do we really need five good draft classes or one Lombardi trophy? I mean, this team just went 13 years. They had some decent teams. They even had a couple winning records. You know what they didn't have? a team that could win the Super Bowl. And you know right. why? Because they didn't have the quarterback. So right. why wouldn't you give up what you can give up to get the guy you think you can win? Right. I, I don't know that you're in a – obviously, if you're Jacksonville, it makes sense to go out and draft If Trevor you've got Lawrence. a talent like Trevor Lawrence, sure. But if you're the Bucs and you're sort of middle of the pack, nine and seven, seven and nine, eight, right. six, you know, they, every they, year, yeah. yeah, it doesn't – by the time you get that quarterback, unless he's – you're not going to get. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to draft. You're not in a position to draft it. That's Trevor right. Um, you, you're going to have to work your way back. The difference, though, here's the difference, though, Rick. And I, I'm not. I don't mean. 
to look specifically at Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson because those guys are winners. Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. I don't know that there's anybody. And here, here I am. I'm going to go full, you know, Brady boy again here on you. Is when you look at LeBron, LeBron this latest move out to L.A. and I'm sure he wants to win and he is winning and he's won championships. But I think he had to do with other things too. I think he's looking at his post career. You know, being mm-hmm. in the production business, the media business, L.A. It made sense career wise. I don't. Brady would have if, if Tampa Bay, if the players that Bruce Arians and uh, Mike Evans and Chris Goblin and all those guys had been playing in Des Moines, mm-hmm. and with all due respect to Des Moines, uh, he would have gone there. It's all about winning for him. That's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about his career, about about like his being rich. Clearly. He could have made way more money in his career than he did. I do he think did. he cared a little. I think geography helped the Bucks because. Oh, does, yeah, I don't disagree. But I'm just. His son in New York, and I don't know if he would have gone anywhere. Right, that's true. But I, I do think. But that's. I mean, other than family, I, I don't think he looks at it like, okay, well, how does this help my advertising? How does this add my, you know? I no, just don't think he thinks no, like that. No, he supersedes that, you know. I, I think he's, he's already. <laughs> I love Tom Brady. <laughs> It's just a, I can see where Boston people go crazy over Tom Brady. I'm <laughs> just too. it's just so I, I can't. It's funny how when it's just a story, Rick. It's not Brady himself. Like I, I can't say enough just how remarkable this is. I have never seen anything like. But this. see, this is the thing. Like Boston fan got spoiled for years and years and years. I mean, they have Brady love, but unless you're unless you're on the other end of that, unless you you see what he's capable of doing for your franchise or for your town. Now you get it, right? Now you understand the guy's a rainmaker. Like he made everybody better. It's like and, the movie Ted, where they're talking about Flash Gordon. There's like it's like it's like Tom Brady could do it. Tom Brady could do that. Like I know what you're saying. Like he could. He can Flash do anything. Gordon. It's just I'm movie just Ted. I'm so blown away by this story. I never if I'd have told you a year ago, you never would have believed it. Never. No one would have believed it. Yeah, I understand. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Breitling Boutique. Breitling Boutique's in International Plaza. It's only one of 15 in the United States. They welcome championship quarterbacks and Hall of Famers and championship boxers as clients. But when you come in, they're going to treat you just the same. Now tell them Rick or Steve sent you. And just for trying on one of those beautiful watches, you'll get a free Breitling cap. Go see our friends at Breitling Boutique in International Plaza. What about your? Uh, what's going on with your Tampa Bay Lightning now? They look like uh, they're juggernauts. Maybe cruise they find control. themselves going back to back. Yeah, talk about back to back. They're on cruise control, Rick. Uh, they're making the playoffs easily. Is it the division? Is it? Yeah, because it's partly of- that. But you know what? The, the thing you like about what the way they're playing is they play bad teams and they they smoke them. You know, yeah. they just they're That's not what good teams are supposed to do. Yeah, right, right. I mean, obviously they they've been lucky. Lucky health wise, and and you never know. But they don't have Cooch. They're doing this without Kucherov. Yeah, that's true. They are doing it without Cooch, and if, and they're. I think in order to win the whole thing, they're gonna. They they should hope that he's gonna come back, come playoff time. But I don't know. Even if he doesn't, I mean, Stamkos looks good. Hedman looks like Hedman. They're they Vasilevsky's st- still. I think the best going in the league. It's just, and they got a they got a swagger about him now that. And that's the, that's the other thing about the Bucks, Rick. I wonder, not to get turn it back into the Bucks again, because I'm I, I love talking hockey too. You, you know want to talk mean? about how much you love Tom Brady? I want. Can we talk about Brady? <laughs> Seriously, it's like now they've now that they've won. That's another element of now they know they can win. Now they now they're going to walk around like 
like the badasses they are, you know, like there's got to be, that's got to do something to you when you're Levante David and you played on a bad team for 10 years or nine years or whatever. And now you're a champion, you know, and Mike Evans is a champion now. There's a great line. Um, I was talking to Clyde one day and he said, don't ever take a picture on a golf course or anywhere between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. And I said, why? He goes, oh, geez. He goes, you're sitting there and you're taking this picture. And you go, you got on one side major swag and on the other side is major handsome. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was a great line. We called Tom Brady major handsome. Major it's... swag and major. Have you caught uh, B.A. on any of these uh, late night yes. shows? He's tremendous. He's fantastic, isn't he? Are you now about him? He's that way all the time, by the way. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. And I think he's even going to be, although I don't think, I'm surprised at watching him that he ever had health issues over coaching. I know these coaches work ridiculous. Well, he's not doing what he used to do. I can tell you that. Well, that's good. Now, are you surprised at all that I could have seen, I could see him walking away, like turning it over. Not this year. But it doesn't sound like it. Talk to me in a year from now. It might be a different conversation, but... With B.A., a little like Andy Reid in this sense, but with B.A., it's kind of like you waited your whole life, right, to to win a Super Bowl or your coach, most of your coaching life anyway. And you've got Tom Brady, who isn't done yet, by the way. And you finally get, you know, the, 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 the proverbial ring. If you feel good, why wouldn't you want to do this again? I mean, it's so much fun, right? And now you finally have your guy. So, you know what? You know what? Actually, this... And who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Again, everything's so unpredictable in sports. But this really worked out pretty well for the Bucks in terms of um, Todd Bowles doesn't unless something were to happen he that get we don't job. see coming in the next couple of weeks here. Right. And I'll tell you what: if I'm an NFL team, I'd think about it with Todd Bowles. Like I would be like, "Are we happy with our coach after all?" Come, you know, like I would. Well, after think, you just signed one, or. Or no, no. If now. like if if you have an existing coach that maybe you're not, you know, like, hey, is Todd Bowles a better choice? Anyway, the point being, the point that I was getting to is though it, it looks like Bo- that Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich are gonna are gonna be yep. here. So if we do get a year from now and it's yep. time for Bruce Arians to to go, yep. then you have somebody who might be ready to step in. You know, who does he choose? Boy, let's say both can take – let's say that Bruce wins the Super Bowl, goes to one whatever, and he says, you know what, I'm out. But I want to keep this staff together because you guys work so well together. I want to, I want you guys to stay. Well, here. I think they're both going to be head coaches eventually with somebody. But who gets you. this job? Boy, who, I, who, I, who, who, do you, who would you choose or who do you think he would choose if he had to pick one? It's like picking your favorite child. but You know, I tell you, and I, and I love the job that Todd Bowles did, and they won a Super Bowl mostly because of their defense, but I think this is an offensive league. I think he had to go with the offensive guy. Go with Byron. Don't you? I would agree he's going to go with Byron because when you hear him talk about Byron, and I don't know that he's had these conversations with Jason Light. I don't know what his he – may, he may continue coaching. They may be like Bear Bryant or something, who, he, who was his mentor and he admires – um, but I think that he calls, when he talks about Lepwich, he calls him, a, uh, he says, I think the guy is a rising superstar. You know, Bowles has been a head coach and, and, and look, it was a bad organization, but he had one winning season in four and he's, he's closer to 60 than he is 50, I think. Whereas Byron is just starting. And I would agree with you about the offense. Particularly if Tom Brady somehow decides, 
I'm not just playing in 2021, but I'm playing in 2022, maybe 2023, but definitely 2022. He's going to want his guy. He's going to want to have some continuity on that staff. And I think I think it matters more to do it on the offensive side, you know, and maybe you risk losing bowls. But I, I think I would go with Byron because he's fresh. He, what if he is a superstar coach, you know? Yeah. Um, don't you want to know? You kind of know what Todd Bowles is, I think. You do. And like I said, I think he'll be a head coach for somebody someday again. And he might be Hopefully. in Tampa Bay. But I, I, I think, and it's no disrespect to Todd Bowles, I think Byron Leftwich, yeah, I want to see that. I'd like to see that. I think he, has, he might have more upside. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he, might, he may not. Maybe he has more, more downside too. Right. But you're right. You, I think you're right. I think you hit on the head. Like, you kind of know what Todd Bowles is, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But – Boy, it's exciting to think about superstar. And who will make the decision? Tom Brady. That's who will make it. Because <laughs> he, he runs the franchise. Tom Brady runs everything. I'll get you out on this one. Including uh, the lightning. Let's get, we yeah. didn't talk about That was our lightning discussion. Thanks. Well, that that's uh, yeah, it was our lightning discussion. How do we get back on this? I mean, is there well, anything just, else we yeah. have? No, no. It's, and it's, uh, they do. I think they have a great chance of going back-to-back as well. But as we were talking with every team, it's it's just your hope everything – Stays the same, but it, something always happens. Injuries, fluke, bad, bad game, bad goalie game in a playoffs. It's, just, it's hard to go back. To yeah, back. I mean, look what happened to Kansas City. They lost their left tackle before the Super Bowl, so that right. definitely affected yeah. them in the game. Yeah. This segment of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt is a proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Call one eight 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 Moffitt. Let me get you out on this one, um, Mister Jones. Uh, Mr. Jones, um, as our good friend Ira would say, your boy, Chris Archer, one of your favorite pitchers of all time, is back, back in a Rays uniform. He's back and better than ever. Good move? Like the move? Hate the move? What do you think? I mean, they need innings, right? They need somebody to chew up innings, but we need somebody to go five and two-thirds every five days, right? Yeah. So I think uh, – I don't know, Rick. I, 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 I'm mad at myself for thinking this. Are you getting a bad vibe about this team? Do you, is there? Well, don't you feel don't, like there's a bit of a negative? Lose. Yeah, here's what I don't see. How, I don't see how you can lose Charlie Morton yeah. and Blake Snow. Right. And replace and re- him with Chris Archer. and Replace him with Walker. Chris Archer and anybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Or Chris Archer and, you know, Tyler Glass now. I mean, Tyler was out of this world good, but as a number two or a number three. Right. You know? Um, when I saw race next year, when I saw Trevor Bauer sign with the Dodgers, now I'm like, okay, now it's getting stupid. Now, yeah, the embarrassment of riches over there, and it's, it's like stupid. even I think Bill Plasky, like the columnist in L.A., was like even saying like, yeah, this is dumb <laughs> at yeah, this point. Yeah. But don't you? And I, I, I've gone back and forth on salary caps and everything, but now it's getting to the point now, Rick, where it's like you break, there's basically six teams that can compete. You know, yeah. That doesn't mean. Like every every few years, the Rays will have a, a little two or three year stretch, and, yeah. or the Royals will have a two or three year run, but not not year in and year out for a decade or two decades. Like the Dodgers and the Braves and the Cubs and the Mets and the Yankees and the Red Sox right. can do, you know. Yeah, I I actually think that in the NFL, even though it's not always the same teams, there's really only four or five teams every year that can win the Super Bowl. Right, and I think within a guess or two, I could get there. You know, 
But it, it's not based on who's the wealthiest owner necessarily. No, because there's competitive balance, so it's not it's not based on any of those factors you're talking about. Right. I just don't think that all the teams are very competitive. So anyway, um, getting on to Chris Archer. Yes. Um, look, is he? First of all, what do you think? I mean, I always liked him as a person. I thought, yeah, great he guy. Was, he was a great guy. He was an inquisitive. He just happened to be shoehorned between good race teams and really bad race teams, and then a, a world, you know, World Series team. So he's he's joining. He's rejoining a team that's that's won. You know what I'm saying? And so, how do you think that fits? Like he's, you know, he's a lot of respect in that clubhouse. There's still plenty of guys there that remember him, but. You think he's you think he's humble for having gone away? Yeah, I think he, I think he's been humbled because he look that was a big deal in Pittsburgh when when the Pirates traded for him, they gave look up what a they lot. gave up, yeah, they, and they knew they were giving up a lot. I think now I think everybody in, even in Pittsburgh stunned that Tyler Glass now turned out to be be who he is because I think most people in Pittsburgh thought that's Tyler the one Glass that got away, was, yeah. yeah. But Austin Meadows, everybody knew Austin Meadows was a really good player, and so when Archer went up there. It was sort of like okay, the Pirates are going for it. They're bringing in, mm-hmm. a, you know, a potential ace, and mm-hmm. he really didn't do much of anything. It's not like the fans hated him up there, but it was like, oh, what a disappointment! Right. And right. now they basically let him go for nothing within mm-hmm. a couple of years, and so maybe he comes back a little bit humble. But I, I always thought that Chris Archer, um, he so badly wanted to be the leader and so badly wanted to be the ace, and he showed flashes of, of brilliance, but he just didn't have enough, enough of a resume. And he put a lot of pressure on himself. I thought he was a guy who got in his head a lot. Maybe he's matured a little bit over the last couple of years. Will and he become the de facto fa- – like, is there – who – you know, there's players that are obviously bigger than him, right, on this roster now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not even sure he comes back as even expected to be the ace. I think mm-hmm. I think, I think they're hoping Tyler Glassnell turns into that guy. Right. But, um, but I don't know if he can – you know, he works with Kyle Schneider. Maybe they can figure some things out. I don't know that he's going to become – I mean, he's not going to turn into Roger Clemens. Don't you here. get a sense, though, from him that he overthinks things? Yes. That yeah, he puts way do. too much pressure on himself? I Absolutely. I think that's exactly what happened to him. And I, and, and it's and I, the only guys who do things like that are guys who occasionally have, like I said, those moments of brilliance where yeah. you look at him. Like you talked about the game you watched him in, in Chicago a few years ago for seven innings. He looked Lights like out. Bob Gibson. He was, like, he was dealing. Right. You know? So, yeah, it changes. It changes. Uh, changes pretty quick. So, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. What we got going on at uh, Pointer, Pointer.org? You guys had a, kind of a busy week or two here, didn't you? Yeah, we got we got uh, big meetings coming up this week with our with our National Advisory Board. We go over uh, state of journalism and that sort of thing. And then uh, we got the impeachment going on. So. <laughs> What is oh, the state of journalism? Would, uh, Could you let me in on that one maybe before uh, before we get too far down the road here, Tom? It's good for some, not so good for others. That's, <laughs> well, probably, can I put my hand up on one of those categories? Because uh, I, I think I know which one I would choose. Leave me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be in it. 
and then you got out of it, and, and we can't it pulled drag me you back, back in, in again. Pulled you back in again. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not definitely not out of it. Um, don't know how long I'll be in it, but I'm definitely well, not great out of it. Well, great, and I know I. Great job this year, man! Like you did a really, uh, you know, it was it's fun. Wait, you is and it I, over? Yeah, <laughs> not yet. No. Am I? Oh, okay. You got. I mean, but we sat next to one another for a lot of years covering these games, and oh, gosh. Uh, but I'm sitting back now and watching it, and, and more as a fan these days, and just enjoying it. And you guys, uh, you in particular, you did a great. As always, you did a great job covering this team, and I learned more. You should have somebody call me, and I'll do a story on Pointer about what it was like covering a team during a pandemic. I never got to meet Tom Brady. Uh, it's amazing, right? In but person. you covered him. He as may well be here two years, and I'll never get to meet him personally. Well, you wouldn't know it by reading your stuff. It's been. I mean, terrible. I know him, and I get to ask a few questions. It's not like we're not in in some kind of uh, relationship here, but it's just, yeah, it's just been. It's been. I. I've, Look, I have a job. I'm happy. You know, there's there's so many people who are hurting out there. That's not that's not the point of this discussion. But it really is a people business. Like the communications business, you know, like the the model for getting out information. You know, we're a digital company. We're trying to provide information. It's really relationships, right? It really comes down to, you know, relationships and access. And it's really hard to establish some of those relationships or or to get that access without being close to the person you're trying to talk to. Oh, know? I can imagine. You know what, Rick? And again, COVID, a lot of people are going through way, oh, worse, way worse situations yeah. and people have loved ones who've died and, or they've sure. been sick themselves or, and they're still dealing with it. But I do feel, we were talking about how we feel bad for the fans. I feel a little bit bad for you and for, for the media that covered this team, because I can tell you that, you know, in my 30 some years of covering sports, my two favorite things of all time, my two favorite memories. Mm-hmm. One was covering the 04 a Lightning Cup run. Mm-hmm. And the other was the 2015, I guess it was 15 run, whatever, or whatever it was. 15, yeah. Where Lightning went to the finals and lost Stanley to Chicago. Cup, yeah. yeah. And I can tell you that it's not the, the games, although the games are fun to cover. It was, you know, hanging out with, like, just being exhausted and traveling. The, and The people, yeah. Going out to dinner and going out after the game and having a few beers to unwind and just the, you know, just the just the whole experience. It was so much fun. And yeah. you really didn't get to and – and also I covered the 2003 ALCS the year uh, Aaron Boone hit the home run against the Yankees – or the yep. Yankees against that the Red Sox. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. I traveled that whole series between Boston and New York – Scott Carter uh, worked for the Tampa Tribune back then. We hung out, you know, went to some cool bars in New York and Boston after games and everything. That's the fun of it, and you really didn't get a chance to experience that. Yeah, you and I traveled for years together. That's those are the fun parts of it. You yeah, we, you you work really hard, but you enjoy yourself a little bit too. And you didn't get a chance to to unwind at all or to no, really. We, like, uh, yeah, we didn't it. always we didn't always have an extra night in in these places we went to. So um, no, and you're going and you're not really. You know, you're, I know you went to New Orleans, you went to Chicago, but it, I mean, it, going, you went to New Orleans, but it was, you didn't go to New Orleans, you went to a hotel, and then you went to the game. Yeah, I didn't move, I didn't leave the hotel except to go to the game and back. You right, know, was, and again, definitely, you know, you know there are not the problems. worst problems in the history yeah. of the world, yeah. but it's the, that experience of covering a Super Bowl, you'll remember it for the rest of your life, but it, but not as not fondly. fondly. As, not yeah, fondly not fondly at all. Not fondly is the way you would... Maybe yeah. the last Super Bowl when the Bucks won. I or, pray the next time we go to a game, we won't a have a mask on, and b we'll actually be able to go downstairs and sit in front of somebody and talk to them because 
And that's the part I fear is that they'll use the Zooms, you know, more permanently now. But, I would um, not be surprised. I, I hope not. not. No, and I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm sure the league, the media will push for it. Yeah, the, pro football writers are trying trying to say it'll go back to normal, but I don't know what the normal is going to be. You know, and I, it's just really hard. You know, we're like I said, we're in the relationship business. It's hard to forge that. But hey, they don't need us as bad uh, or ever really because they have the Super Bowl trophy. They have two Lombardies now. Um. I haven't talked to anybody, but, you know, typically when this sort of thing happens, you end up raising ticket prices. <laughs> um, I asked somebody today, how do they benefit? How does a team benefit from winning a Super Bowl? And really, when you break, when you think about it, it's the sponsorships, right? It's supply and demand on tickets. It's all that stuff makes you more money. So, you know, good for them. All right, Tom, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. That's it for the podcast, folks. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. We're here every Monday through Friday. For Steve Versnick, have a great day, everybody. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.